You remember I was talking uh, a couple of hours ago about the sleepers. That's when the students from, say, United States, if they are trained in, in Lumumba University, or developing nations, that's the students I was dealing with, are being sent back from the Soviet Union here. Or if they were already in the United States, in the country, which is the object of, of subversion, they spring to action. The sleepers go up. They slept for 15 to 20 years. Now they become leaders of groups, preachers, uh, I don't know, public, public figures. Prominently, they act. In, they actively include themselves in a political process. All of a sudden, we see a homosexual. 15 years ago, he did his dirty job and nobody cared. Now he makes it a political issue. He demands recognition, respect, human rights, and Hiral is a large group of people. And there are violent clashes between him and police, his group, and, and ordinary people, no matter what. It's black against white, yellows against green, doesn't matter where the division line goes. As long as this group come into antagonistic clash, sometimes militantly, sometimes with firearms, that is destabilization process. The sleepers many of whom are simply KGB agents, become leaders of the process of destabilization. Doesn't mean that Comrade Andropov sends Comrade Ivanov to the United States. The person who takes care is already here. He's a respected citizen of the United States. Sometimes he, he gets money from various foundations for, for his legitimate uh, struggle for I don't know, human rights, women rights, kid lib, prison lib, whatever. There are sympathetic Americans who donate their money to him. This stabilization process usually leads directly to the process of crisis. In case of developing nations, that's the area where I, I was active. The process starts... When, when the legitimate bodies of power, the social structure collapse, it's, it cannot function anymore. So instead, we have artificial body injected into society, such as non-elected committees. You remember I was talking about them here. Social workers who are not elected by people, media who, self, who are self-appointed rulers of your opinion, uh, some strange groups uh, which claim that they know how to lead society forward. They don't usually. All they care is how to collect donations and, and, from, and sell their own concocted ideology, mixture of religion and ideology. Here, we have all this artificial body claiming power. If the power is denied to them, they take it by force. In case of Iran, for example, all of a sudden we have revolutionary committees. Who? What, what kind of revolution? There was no revolution yet, and yet they had the committees. They were taking power of, of judgment. They had, they had the power of execution. They had the power of, of uh, legislation, and that they had the power of, of uh, judicial. All of them combined in one person, who is half-baked intellectual, sometimes graduated from Harvard University or, or Berkeley. 
his country and um, he, he thinks that he, he knows the answer to all the social economical problems. Okay? Crisis is when society cannot function any more productively. It collapses, obviously. That's the word for crisis. So therefore, the population at large is looking for a savior. The religious groups are expecting a messiah to come. The workers say, we have family to feed. Let's have a strong government, maybe socialist government, centralized. When, when somebody put, put their employers on their place and, and let us work, we are sick and tired of going to strike and, and missing overtime and all that stuff. We need some strong man, strong government, a leader, a savior is needed. Population is sick and tired already. And here we are. We have a savior. Either a foreign nation comes in, or the local group of, of leftists, Marxists, no matter what they call themselves, Sandinista, a reverend or some sort, Bishop Muzureva, like in, in Zimbabwe, doesn't matter. A savior comes and says, I will lead you. So we have two alternatives here. Civil war and invasion. Okay? See how it goes? Civil war, we know what it is. Lebanon is, is the best example. The civil war, which was artificially implanted in Lebanon by injection of force of PLO, Palestinian Liberation Organization. Invasion, we have in many other countries like Afghanistan, uh, name any East European country, it, it was invaded by the Soviet army. But the result is the same. The next stage is normalization. Normalization is a very ironic word, of course. It is borrowed from 1968 situation in Czechoslovakia, when the Soviet propaganda and after them, New York Times declared the country is normalized. The tanks moved into Prague, so there's no more Prague Spring, there's no more violence. Normal, normalization. At that stage, the self-appointed rulers of the society don't need any revolution anymore. They don't need any radicalism anymore. So this is the reverse from destabilization. Basically, it is stabilizing the country by force. So all the sleepers and activists and social workers and liberals and homosexuals and professors and Marxists and Leninists are being eliminated physically sometimes. They've done their job already. Okay? They are not needed anymore. The new rulers need stability to exploit the nation, to exploit the country, to take advantages of the victory. So no more revolutions, please. Normalization now. From now on, no more strikes, no more homosexuals, no more women lib, no more kid lib, no more lib, period. <laughs> For good, solid, democratic, proletarian freedom. <laughs> now, to reverse this process takes enormous effort. When today, the United States had to invade Grenada, 
to reverse the process of subversion. Some people say, boy, this is not good, it's not kosher to invade a beautiful country, the island of Grenada. <laughs> well, why didn't you stop the process here when Grenada was just approached by leftists? Why not to prevent Maurice Bishop to come in power in the first place? Did Grenadians want him? Very questionable. They didn't know who was Maurice Bishop in the first place. He came to power by coup d'etat himself. Okay? No, we let the situation develop further and further and further until the crisis and normalization very soon. And then the United States decided to invade country, discovering that the, the country was absolutely a military base for the Soviet Union. Of course, it's a drastic measure. Of course, it's, it's a pity that uh, Marine Corps had to, to lose, what, 17 lives. Very bad. Why not to stop the process before it comes to crisis? Oh, no, intellectuals will not let you. It's interference into, into domestic affairs. They're very careful not to, not, not to let American administration to interfere in domestic affairs of Latin American countries. They don't mind Soviet Union interfering in these affairs. Okay. So to reverse this process from here, it takes only and always military force. No other force on earth can reverse this process at this point. At this point, it does not take military invasion of the United States Army. It takes strong action, like in Chile, a CIA covert involvement to prevent the savior from outside to come into power and to stabilize country before it erupts into civil war. Good morning and peace to everybody who is in the building. How y'all doing? <laughs> ah, I know it's early morning. Most people are sleeping right now, but hey, let's get into it. What the clip I just played is, uh, it was a seminar by this uh, gentleman named Yuri Bismanov. His background, he was a, a ex-KGB who defected to the uh, United States from uh, USSR. Well, what today is uh, Russia, and basically he uh, was explaining that he played a double agent, going to different countries to destabilize, and basically he explained that uh, when many people think about uh, espionage, they think of James Bond, but he said what you see in James Bond is only ten percent of what a spy really does. He says a spy's job is to not do the whole thing you see on on James Bond. A spy's job is basically to influence the society uh, to uh, various means, whether uh, intellectual, uh, entertainment, etc., etc. So they're in all uh, parts of society, and their job is to basically uh, do, uh, change the thinking of the people. Right now, uh, you know what I'll do? I'll copy the. Uh, link of this uh clip that i just played so for those of you who missed it you can actually listen to it hold on one second i'll post in the chat 
Okay. Let me post it right there. All right. Now, the major news that everybody's waking up to. I saw it last night. Uh, I was like, you know, I'm not really tired, but uh, Nick Cannon. Right. I woke up this morning looking at, uh, at the message. Uh, what the, the theme that's right now, I'm looking at the Variety uh, website. It says, Nick Cannon dropped by Viacom. See, uh, Viacom. Right, some people said Viacom, uh, CBS, after making anti-Semitic comments. Right, that's on one article, and in other news, they're saying that uh, Nick Cannon uh, made some uh, racist comments towards uh, white people or Caucasian people, and uh, so each each uh, article, I guess, uh, who uh, the writer are deciding which part of the news they want to report. But uh, I, I don't know if TMZ had uh, had the news on their website. Let me see if I can go there and see uh, if they're mentioning it. Okay, they do mention it. Okay, it's the like the fifth. Okay, let me see. Uh, this is the uh, the tab. Oh, actually, on TMZ, when you click on it, it leads you to a, a website called Two Fab, right? And it says. Fans support Nick Cannon after Viacom CBS firing for hateful speech, anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. That's uh, from this website. Uh, what I'll do is I'm I'm gonna drop the the uh, the was it Streamyard uh, link. Uh, those who want to jump in, but you're going to be in the background because I just want to speak on it for a few minutes before I let anybody jump in. So I just posted the link there. So you guys, whoever wants to come in the panel, shout out to uh, uh, Cut It To Chase. Yeah, I saw his video whenever he he, he posted it, I, I got the notification. And I'm also actually going to uh, thank him because uh, his approach, he mentioned something about the cancel culture. And he's totally right because he's like, the people were influenced about, uh, you know, this this uh, quote unquote trend of silencing people who say something you don't like. But you know, like the saying goes, "What goes around comes around." So it's it's like it's the same people who promoted this cancel culture are promoting it now towards those who were supporting it, quote unquote. So let me continue. Let me read the uh, the Variety uh, article. Basically, it says, in the June 30 episode of Cannon's Class, the actor and TV host interviewed Professor Grift, a rapper who was a part of Public Enemy before leaving the group after making anti-Semitic remarks. We're going to stop there. The first thing he mentions, right, it says, that Nick Cannon is an actor and TV host. I'm going to focus on that word, actor. When you hear that, you have to ponder and think. He's an actor, right? That's his job, his career. So this is just going to be a rhetorical question. 
does an actor stop acting after finishing his uh, after leaving his job? Something to ponder, right? Now, this is on variety. This basically the the uh, in variety. They're focusing more on the anti-Semitic uh, comments that he made. And you know, one thing that's interesting, whenever that uh, uh, interview he had with uh, Professor Griff was going around, you know, the you know because they mentioned about uh, uh, black people being to 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 you know to chosen people and all that stuff. Whenever you were looking for that video on YouTube, you couldn't find it. And then whoever uploaded a video, like it was like they had like a four minute clip and stuff like that. YouTube deleted it. Like it was a hard interview to find because it wasn't available. YouTube was deleting it. So uh, at that time, it's like, okay, he said it, but it's like, can we actually hear and prove it? No, you couldn't find it. You couldn't find it. So back then, they say it was published in June 30, right? So back then when he's when he came out, we had no access to it. So the question is, why is it accessible now? After all this time, how out of nowhere he's back on the major news and that the interview or that clip is back on YouTube. You can find it on YouTube now. Like I mean, is YouTube playing games or something? Like censorship is an all time high. It's like they pick and choose when to censor a certain information and they, they, they pick and choose when to allow that information when it benefits gonna go the main uh uh the main theme or uh was it uh rhetoric let me continue it says i'm still on the variety uh website on the podcast canon said black people are the true hebrews and talked about anti-Semitic conspiracy theories involving the Rothschild's family. It says, it's never hate speech. You can't be anti-Semitic when we are the Semitic people, Cannon said. When we are the same people who they want to be, that's our birthright. We are the true Hebrews. Now, the this whole thing, like the focus, how they're saying, you know, uh, some of the things they're saying, too, but it's like there's more to than just this little uh, uh, was a quote because those who are very knowledgeable, they have to understand that the word Hebrew comes from a, a man named Eber in the Bible. Eber was a man. He was, you know, he had children. So, all of the children who that came out of his loins, they were called Hebrews. So it wasn't just the 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 the, the, the more focused the, the correct phrase he should have said he say he should have said we are the true Israelites because Israelites are part of the Hebrews, but the Hebrews there were that there was many nationality that were quote unquote Hebrews because all of them their descendants. They are descendants to this guy called named Eber. But that's for another subject. But what I'm saying is knowing that Nick Cannon is an actor and TV host, meaning he's in the public view, nothing that they do is quote unquote an accident or a coincidence. They're reading a script. You, even if you were to watch that video, you can see 
the way his eyes move he's reading a script he's not using his mind he's reading somebody told him to say something but the question you should ask is, is why is he saying this thing you know uh, like what why um why is the media talking about it because the media has been for all these years you know the the quote-unquote hebrew israelites they've been on the street you know that, that was a label the government gave them they were just calling them so we are the israelites right but they put the label hebrew israelites so the question is all these years right even when i realized the you know when i find that out right back in 2009 2010 to meet nobody not even major news we even mentioned or refer to anything related to that subject they, they never wanted to touch it not even to quote unquote the people who are accusing him for anti-Semitic uh, speech. Nobody mentioned that. Nobody was talking about it. The question is, why now in 2020? Why now? A few days ago, it was the the was it the Eagles uh football player, uh Deshaun Jackson, right? He posted it on his Instagram and he they they forced him to come publicly to apologize. For expressing his opinion, by Ali did it. He just posted an image, and he said, "Oh, that's a fact, right? That's all he said." And because he also refer referenced, um, was it uh, Louis Farrakhan, the leader of the uh, uh, Nation of Islam Church or uh, mosque? He got in trouble, right? And uh, a few weeks back, it was a uh, ice cube. Like Ice Cube went on a ramp rampage on his page, posting a lot of uh interesting uh posts, pictures, uh memes and stuff like that, and the media jumped on him. Um they began to basically uh, attack him. They say, Why why can you say st stuff like this and stuff like that? What's going on with you? Are, are you okay? Are you okay? And they're bringing up his past and you know. The things he say when when he used to be part of the uh, NWA. Let me continue on the article. It says, "A Viacom CBS spokesman, spokesperson, who's that person?" Like, released a statement to Variety saying that the company's relationship with Canon is now terminated. And I'm like, wait a minute, is it that easy to terminate a contract? Because when you sign a contract, it's a contract. Regardless of what happens in between, you must move forward. So how are you going to cut a contract? That's a breach of contract. <laughs> so let's see. It says, uh, Viacom CBS condemns bigotry of any kind, and we categorically denounce all forms of anti-Semitism. We have spoken with Nick Cannon about an episode of his podcast, Cannon's Class, on YouTube. Wait, wait a minute. You mean to tell me all these times they never said anything? Why did they do it then? <laughs> it says, which promoted hateful speech and spread anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. Now, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. This, this is, this is, this is the problem, like how, the language that's being used here. Let me ask you. If a, a black person is speaking out uh, 
on black on black crime saying that we need to stop the violence amongst ourselves that you know we as a people we need to come together and stuff like that by him speaking like that is he a uh does he hate black people is he against his people for him speaking out because of the bad things that happen is he against his people is that anti-black to basically uh uh, was it plead with the people to stop the violence amongst each other to be upright and everything is it is... so if black people are semitic people right we are part of that and it's not semitic because semitic is the it's the greek uh, 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 grecian rend rendition of the word shem Shemitic, it should be it should be Shemitic, not Semitic. So the Shemitic people, right? If they are, and there's a lot of them out there, it's not just us or quote unquote Jewish people. Arabs are Shemitic people. Palestinians are Shemitic people. Some tribes of Syria are, are Shemitic people. Some people in Iraq are Shemitic people. Some people in Iran. Are Shemitic people. Some people in India are Shemitic people. So who has the authority and basically go like who has the authority to uh, to claim uh, being a Shemite? Like who has that authority to be like, hey, you can't say this because you know us. Wait a minute, I am us. What are you talking about? Hey, what's up, Deborah? Uh, yeah, what you say is correct, but that's why um, I don't know if you're just getting here. That's why I mentioned that people have to remember. First and foremost, Nick Cannon is an actor. And what do actors do? They act. He's doing his job. And he's getting paid for it. That's why I said I'm actually surprised that the news is actually touching on this topic because it's for a purpose, it's for a reason. There, uh, we've been, you know, for those people who've been in in this uh, truth, you know, talking about uh, the identity of uh, a certain group of black people and what has happened with history, and basically using the Bible to show proof and uh prophecy mainstream news never touched this subject so the question is uh the main people who, who are nobodies on youtube online right or are here in real life nobody cared right the media never mentioned them nothing but why are they gonna pick somebody who is an actor and put him as the face of him speaking for quote unquote uh, Hebrew Israelites on national uh, on a national stage. He's just an act. He's doing his role. He's he he's here acting as he's told. So the narrative now is is being played that he's quote unquote anti-Semitic. But the thing is, people who will be emotional, uh, the message is gonna go over their head because if Black people are claiming their identity as Israelites. How is that anti-Semitic? 
if if it is true, right? Shouldn't they be like, oh, our brothers, they're finally waking up. We didn't realize we need to do more studies. No. That's why I said they're not going and basically accusing the quote unquote the people who are actually out here in, uh, talking about this subject. And uh, they're going to drag this whole thing throughout all this week. You just watch. Let me uh, continue what uh, the uh, the spokesman of Viacom was saying. He says, continue, he says, while we support ongoing education and dialogue in the fight against bigotry, we are deeply troubled that Nick has failed to acknowledge or apologize for perpetrating anti-Semitism, and we are terminating our relationship with him. We are committed to, to doing better in our response to incidents of anti-Semitism, racism, and bigotry. Viacom will have further announcements on our effort to combat, to combat hate of all kinds, the company said. And uh, it said on Monday, uh, I think Nick Kenyon posted on his Twitter, he said, anyone who knows me knows that I have no hate in my heart, no malice intentions. I do not condone hate. Uh, <laughs> I do not condone hate speech, nor the spread of hateful rhetoric. We are living in a time where it's more important than ever to promote unity and understanding. Until then, I hold myself accountable for this moment and take full responsibility because my intentions are only to show that as a beautiful human species, we have way more commonalities than differences. So let's embrace those as well as each other we all family uh yeah and uh, th there's basically a lot of drama with this and stuff like that but this is the article from a uh, variety and the thing is uh whenever you read different articles the pick and focus because i know on one article it said that um they're focusing on one of the phrase that uh he said uh, when he he mentioned, he said that uh, uh, "quote unquote" the Caucasian because of the jealousy of not having as as much melanin as "quote unquote" uh, uh, you know dark skinned people, their actions proved the savage or something like that. So uh, some articles are focused on that, and you have uh, like stars of popular uh, online personalities saying, "Hey, uh, even some of them are black." They say, "How can you say that?" Uh, you know melanin and all this that it's like it's it's like when in chicago there's violence you know black on black crime so how can you say that melanin makes you you know loving and all that when our actions uh speak otherwise so what i'll do is like um, i know <laughs> i know some of the videos uh you know what maybe i don't know if i should I, I should play that clip where he had with Professor Grift, but I'm afraid because it might be uh, copyrighted. I don't know if uh, YouTube will pick it up, but let, let me see. Uh, I saw, because th this video, you can find it online. You, you, you can find it online. So it's like, 
I'm actually surprised that this video has resurfaced. So this goes to show you the power of censorship where they can pick and choose what information to allow. And it's 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 amazing the power of the media that, that they have on us, man. It's, it's amazing. Uh, let me see if I can play it. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Because I want you guys to hear for yourself of what was said and decide. Well, did he say something wrong? Was what's going on? You know. So let me see. And please, for those coming in, uh, please welcome to the show. I'm uh, trying to get things going. <laughs> And this is the thing that's going to be happening. Like, it's going to be a major news. And, you know, Nick Cannon, he's a talented guy. So, but the one thing that surprised me about this whole thing is almost every major news is talking about it. I mean, literally, almost everybody's talking about it. Like, right now, on, like, almost every news, uh, outlet is mentioning this so my my question is i'm like why now why why now it's let me see uh oh see i was right i saved this the video where nick kenny was basically uh talking about uh the, the audio that I have, guess what? They deleted that video. <laughs> Censorship. <laughs> wow. I'm so glad that maybe it's a good thing I didn't play on my... Yeah. Wow. Wow. I've been talking about censorship. Wow. They deleted that video just... Wow. Wow, guys, they were quick, man. Like this, I think this guy uploaded that video. It was like four minutes. Uh, I was watching Cut to the Chase video he just posted on this subject, right? So as I was searching, I'm like, okay, Nick Cannon's uh, speech, and then I think I saw three or two or three uh, pages where they re-uploaded that that clip, right? And I saved that clip because that's what uh, because I was thinking about doing a show, which I'm doing right now, right? And I went on my playlist to look for it. It's gone. Deleted. Wow. We're what we're witnessing. This is the power of the the media, the power of censorship. Well, um. I think Walden Out is part of uh, Viacom, right? Because Viacom is like, it's like the head and there are many companies attached to it. So if Viacom fires you from their country, that means anything attached to it is over. Hey, what's up, uh, Evan Duncan? Yeah. And uh, speaking of this, check this out, Evan. I saved the, cl the clip where they're talking about it, right? Where he was talking with Professor Grift, which ironically, when it was first published, right 
no uh, you can find it online the youtube was deleting everything right so you can find it so now that it, it's like part of the main news this oh a video resurfaced that's what it's saying oh a video resurfaced was uh nick cannon um said some anti-semitic uh rhetoric or whatever right i saw the video someone real uploaded it this morning after i watched uh country to chase right and I saved the video because I was gonna play it, right? That video is deleted. They took it out. It's gone. So censorship is an all-time high, man. Like that's why I'm like, man, I'm speaking on this subject. That's why I even had to change the title. Uh, I'm I'm putting a title, you know, asking questions. You know, is Nick Cannon a racist? Because it, uh, his name is gonna be an algorithm, so they're gonna be looking for okay let's find somebody who's we're gonna we're gonna squash him yeah 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 there you go yeah no more job on tv but at the same time he's an actor so the whole the question is if he's part of the main stage and he's an actor should we take him seriously or should we take this whole thing seriously or is this another propaganda machine to this basically oh oh whoa speaking of which yesterday jessica told me there was an article about some guy on the airplane from uh, was it uh, alaska airlines basically they lifted off but he i guess he they say he began to go crazy in the plane talking about uh, i'm gonna you know uh terminate everybody uh, I, I chose the word terminate you know for you know you know to make it more pg uh we're gonna i'm gonna terminate everybody on this plane if you guys don't accept that jesus is black right so but i went on tmz on tmz all they said it, it was just a crazy guy on a plane and he was a loon a, a christian loony screaming in the name of jesus i'm gonna kill everybody so tmz omitted that information but on the other article it gave you everything it says that the main title of the article said uh a, a a passenger uh basically held the plane hostage or something that had to turn around because he was saying he was he say uh if uh people had to accept that jesus was black you see like i don't know like maybe um because it's there's so many stuff happening i'm like do you see where this is going and it's confirming what some of the uh the people i was watching they say don't be surprised in the coming years where they will change the face of terrorism to be black people and not only just black people it's going to be black people who believe that they're uh they are the real israelite of the bible that they're going to be the face so every agenda they've done when it came with muslim and everything is all leading to this oh yeah i know who runs him is we know yeah so it's all leading to this and my, my question is we're in a pandemic shouldn't the media focus on how to make lives better how the earth is in there like how do they have the time to do all this most people out here they're trying to make a living guess what it's not just black people who are losing jobs it's asians it's white it's hispanic it's everybody everybody is on the same boat but you see how they're trying to do to divide and conquer 
Eller, uh, and, man, I, I'm no prophet, man. I started doing this live streaming Sunday. In the last two days, I already experienced the power of censorship. And this is what I said. I said in the coming months, censorship is going to be so high that voices like mine will be off the internet. They're going to start getting rid of everybody that they don't like. And it won't matter if you you, you use coding or anything. If your rhetoric doesn't go with the mainstream, they're going to get rid of you. And look what just happened within two or three days. My prediction, I was saying that it's going to be between the month of August. I'm like, a lot of events is going to happen. But in the coming months, you know, this is what happened. But And it's not even a month. It's not even a week. And we are really witnessing it. So the the, the thing is, they're trying to redirect the narrative that quote unquote the Hebrew Israel have been saying for years. But like I say, when the incident also happened over there in the White House, remember like those uh kids that were uh you know, those little kids that went to the uh to Washington DC and the Native uh Americans went during their march and then the the Hebrew Israel they showed up and they began preaching the Bible and stuff like that. It was major news. But the news didn't they, they just say oh some some hate group out there they just came there they were just bothering those kids right but it's like now all of a sudden oh anybody who mentions oh it's anti-Semitic it's anti why all this time the media never touched that subject why now why 2020 see a lot of people who don't understand they don't know the history of this whole thing Hebrew Israelites have been here for years, all the way even back in the nineties. Uh, what's his name? Um, the the white brother who uh, used to have a show um, where he used to do a, a lot of an interview, and they even had uh, Mr. Farrakhan on his show. I forgot his name. He had white hair and stuff like and with glasses. Uh, his name was on my head, you know, my tongue. I I, I forgot. Uh, Donahue, Donahue, like I, I think he's yeah, he's uh, his last name is Donahue, and they even had some 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 sect of evil Israelites back then on, on you know on his show that was back in the 90s. But what toward all these for the last what 15 16 years, nobody in the mainstream media was talking about this subject, nobody was touching it, nobody like nobody was saying, like, even if something related to it. Nah, the, the media may say something, oh, some extremists, but they will never come use on their articles, say, black Hebrew Israel, nothing. So the question is, why now? And then now Nick Cannon is the, the, the next person in line. And they, this is what they say in their article. They say because Nick refused to apologize. That's why they, they, they basically... Uh, cutting their relationship short so the football oh phil yeah phil donahue yeah yeah um a few week a few days ago it was that uh, uh was it that uh new uh, was it the eagles philadelphia eagles uh, player deshaun jackson right uh, he came out and he apologized right he apologized and uh he uh 
they say, oh, you need to go to uh, reprogramming. You know, we need to take you to the uh, Jewish museum so we can reprogram you and all that stuff, right? And people will still say, oh, you know what? I don't want to accept his uh, his apologies. Who I don't care. We He say what he say. He, he, he needs to do more than just going to the museum. You need to, uh, what? But then Nick Cannon refused because uh, even uh, um, the Deshaun guy, even to the, the egos, they were like, well, we, we're debating whether to let him go for what he said. But the, the, the difference is Nick Cannon, he's an actor. He is an actor and TV host. Keyword actor, same thing with Will Smith, actors. Actors never lose character. I repeat, actors never stop acting. I hope you understand what I'm implying. They never stop acting. Their lives are a movie. So they're gonna drag this news this whole week. This is gonna be hey, everybody's gonna forget about Will and Jada. <laughs> Watch. Everybody's gonna forget for but at the same time, maybe this topic will not be uh as popular as Jada and uh and Will because sex. That, that that's that's the main reason. Their, their their topic is popular because it's sex. So, of course, everybody is going <laughs> to jump on that subject. But this one, maybe uh, some people be like, ah, I don't want to touch that because uh, it's, uh, was it, you're going too far in the water. You know, you're going too deep, you know, towards the deep the, the, the deep sea, you know. And uh, I'll just say in a show here and talk about Will and Jada, you know, this is more, you know, it's it's about sex. So uh, I'll, be, I'll be fine, you know. I don't want to go too far over there. So that's so I can I can see where a lot of people won't touch on this subject. But this thing right here, my focus is why now, why all mainstream media now are publishing articles talking about black people being Israelites, that this rhetoric is anti-Semitic. Why? Because just like they did to the Muslim, they they are really labeled black identity extremists. They are really labeled you you guys remember that? BIA, black identity extremists. And then that basically the FBI came out with that term. And basically they say any black person who claims some sort of identity other than black is a black identity extremist. Yeah, look it up. I was shocked. Like, see, a lot of people say, oh, fasting you with your conspiracy theories and all that stuff. And, you know, a lot of people clown me. But the thing is, everything I've been saying is coming true. Everything I've been saying so far.
I uh, two days ago, uh, I, I think I had a stream where I'm telling people that they took away sports and they took away your religion. Why? Because it's over. Everything as it is is there is nothing for you to escape or something to cope, right? Because people don't realize religion and 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 sports was basically the drug for the poor to escape their misery, to escape their uh, servitude, to escape their, you know, their anxiety. But now that they've taken it away from you, you have nothing to lean on, nothing to cope. So basically, everything you're getting is raw. It's raw. And for those of you who remember, raw. <laughs> raw is life. <laughs> now you're going to experience reality as it is or as it's always been but they had to give you sport to keep you distracted and they tried with the uh, marching because they realized people were getting tired of staying ho at home so they pulled the uh, oh march and they forgot everything about the virus. The, the, the governments, everybody, they, they didn't stop the people from marching. Where a few days before the, the whole marching movement, they were telling people, self-quarantine, stay home. Everything is shut down. They're punishing businesses for opening up. They say, if you open, we're going to fine you $10,000. Close up. People losing jobs, everything. Some people panicking. Some people, you know, taking themselves out because they're losing everything. They can't take the pressure. So they felt that, oh, my God, you know, the people must snap. So let's give them something. Let's get them out, right? Redirecting their rage. And that's what they're doing. So because they're not giving a sport, they had to find something that you can find coping. So they gave you March. George Floyd. Ahmed, that, that's his name, actually. It's Ahmed, but they, they changed the wording. And then, after it's all said and done, go back, go back to your chamber. Quarantine, stay home. The virus is out there. It's going to take you out. Stay home. Stay home. Code red. Level red. It's not level yellow anymore. It's code, level red. Danger, danger, danger. Man, I keep telling guys, I'm like, come January 20, 2021, a lot of people are going to be saying, fasting was right. Fasting was right. Fasting was right. Right now, the reason why you guys can see what I see, or and some, some of you cannot see what I see, because, because it's like, you don't see it yet. You hear it's coming. But you're like, nah, I don't think we'll get to that part. I don't think, I don't think. That's why a lot of people think, nah, it's not going to happen now. I don't believe it. But I'm saying, look around you, look what's going on. This is going to lead to something. And that something is this. No, it, it's not. No, 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 no.
And this is another thing they're telling us, us lowly people, nobodies. We're nobodies compared to that. To, I'm, compared to nickname, who am I? I'm nobody, right? So what the media is showing you is, if we can silence somebody as big as Nick Cannon, who the hell are you? You quote unquote YouTube content uh, uh, content creator. Who are you compared to this guy? You nothing. So if we can keep his mouth shut, you you just a bug. We can just squash you. So stay home, wear your mask, and shut up. <laughs> Man, this this thing, man. Oh, uh, Evan, uh, you you probably missed it. Check this out. Uh, I don't know if I, I'm repeating myself, but I, I mentioned that I wanted to play Nick Canyon's audio so other people can hear it. And when I went to look for it, I saved it for this show. They deleted that video. So uh, you guys can try and look up, you know, Nick Cannon, like because I know that that's what everybody's talking about. Like if you type in Nick Cannon fire. You're gonna see a bunch of videos and some of them uh, uploading the uh, the the quote or the interview he had with Professor Griffith. And I can guarantee you that if let's say if you watch it, right, you find one and you watch it and you try to go back to it, it's gonna be deleted. I guarantee you, it's gonna be deleted. Let me post uh, the link in the chat for those who wanna come in. Looks like I got five people right now. Uh, I know it's early morning. Some people are sluggish. Some people are at work. But uh, you guys are welcome to chime in. I'm just rambling right now. Uh, so I said, man, it's like I'm sitting here. I'm like, man, I sh I should be a pastor and get paid, man, because I'm I'm prophesying left and right, and I'm no prophet. <laughs> All I'm doing is I'm just analyzing what's going on and giving a little bit of prediction. I say that in, in the coming weeks, months, uh, censorship is going to be all time high. And bam, the next day, we get it to one of the biggest news of censorship, Nick and Fire for having his voice. That was done like a few uh, months ago, a few weeks ago. So the question is, if they can censure this big person who's known, then everybody smaller than him... They, if they get real, who, who's going to defend you? Nobody can defend you. And he, and here's another question that I can show. Okay. Where is Black Lives Matter? Right? YouTube shut down my stream yesterday. Uh, was it yesterday or two days ago? This, Yeah, I think it was. Uh, yeah, yesterday, Monday. They shut down my stream that, uh, that I had about Black Lives Matter the organization and it's shutting me down so my question is nick cannon is black right he he had a voice he had his free speech he has a life right a livelihood and viacom just cut it short because they didn't like what he said so will black lives matter go out and march for a black life that has been silenced by the media? Will, will that happen? Will Black Lives Matter defend a black man? Will Black Lives Matter defend this black man for expressing his first right or first was a First Amendment rights? 
I keep saying, man. A lot of people are not ready for what's coming. They took away religion and sports because what they have for you in the coming days and months, there will be no coping. Not even if you take a substance to ease your mind, it's not going to work. People will still continue to lose jobs. Uh, businesses are filing for bankruptcy. And, uh, you know, natural disasters are always on the horizon. We're in a hurricane season, you know. Don't forget that, too. It's very hot. You know, yesterday, they said the report. Yesterday, throughout the country, it was a, a lot of record-breaking it was one of the hottest day America has ever experienced. Many places uh, from the east coast to the west coast reaching over 95 degrees, over 100 degrees. And guess what people have to do in, under that sun? They're wearing a mask. They're wearing a mask under that heat because they're told to. So, like I say, the numbers of people who will be getting sick in the coming weeks, days, it's not going to be from a virus. It's going to be that mask. But they're not even talking about uh, that subject when it comes to health, the people and all that. They're turning to stuff like this, all hate speech and stuff like that. Is telling the truth hate speech now? And not only that, because I, I focus more on was it Bible stuff and all that. The Bible, sooner or later, speaking on it or preaching, that's why they, they, they're shutting down a lot of Christian churches. They, they already do it, did the test because if they can forbid you to gather because of a virus, guess what? They, they, they can make you not gather or have church for anything. For any reason, they would be like, oh, no, uh, there is a radical movement, so you guys cannot gather. Because that Bible. The first amendment gave uh, that Congress basically would not make any favors or for or against any religious establishment. That's what it says in the first amendment. So... It's in a law, but the actions being taken is against the law. <sighs> uh, it's this thing, man. Censorship is at an all time high. It's, it's amazing what we're witnessing right now. Like, sometimes it's like you say something, people hear you, but they're like, ah, it doesn't affect me, so I don't mind. Like, people don't understand. Almost every major news is talking about this. 
almost all of them are talking about this, about black people being Israelites. It's good and bad at the same time, but I'm saying just, just sit there and think. The people who've been saying it, who are nobodies, they've been online. We, some of us know who they are, right? Those channels and stuff like that, right? They've been talking about this topic, about the identity of the not only African-American here in North America, South America, Asia, Africa, saying that you had to scatter uh, people of the book, right? The media never touched it. Why are they touching the subject now? Why now? What what is what is coming after this whole thing that like this whole theater that we're seeing? Then the people who are in the front news, they're not those who we know, right on on this YouTube street or uh, that we know who've been have, uh, speaking about this for years, like the the, the Hebrew uh, Hebrews like churches, temples, synagogues, whatever. None of them, right? Why is he? only mainstream people that they are, they they're portraying as a representative of that message that's what i'm saying like nick Cannon is an actor as an actor he's reading a script that he's he's being told what to say so why did the show they didn't go after or they didn't go after the people because he barely say anything to, you guys, I don't know if you watch uh, Hebrew Israelites uh, videos. Man, they 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 raw, <laughs> they they wild because they, they they're just raw truth and they 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 attack with their words like they're very direct. Why the media didn't? Uh, why the media didn't go after those guys? But they're going after quote unquote one of their own puppets. Now, I know for now, I'm sure some people are at work. So what I'll do is I've been rambling for like almost an hour or 45 minutes because I was playing the little audio. What I'll do is I'll play another audio. Uh, it's it's from the same uh, gentleman, Yuri Bismanov. And basically, he talks about co uh, uh, subversion and stuff like that, about how they will use uh what do you call it civil rights and the rights of you know the minorities and all that stuff you know the pc culture as a way to subvert the nation towards an agenda that they actually been using in russia and many marxist and communist countries right so basically you they come under the guise of oh we the people we're here for the people but the agenda is more sinister than that. So I'm going to play his audio and come back. So I'll post it to the stream yard so people who want to jump in can jump in. And please like and share so others can join in. And I know a lot of people are not doing any show right now. So uh, let's see. Let me play the audio so you guys can hear. This interview was made in 1985, so almost 35 years ago. Uh, Yuri Bismanov was basically speaking about the agenda that was already working here in, in, in our nation. 
that a lot of people had no idea. So one second, I'm about to play right now. Let me go on mute. One second. reality the main emphasis of the kgb is not in the area of its intelligence at all according to my uh, opinion and opinion of many defectors of my caliber only about 15 percent of time money and manpower is spent on espionage as such the other 85 percent is a slow process which we call either ideological subversion or active measures in the language of, of the KGB or psychological warfare. What it basically means is to change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent that despite of the abundance of information, no one is able to come to sensible conclusions in the interest of defending themselves, their families, their community and their country. It's a great brainwashing uh, process which goes very slow and it's divided in, in four basic stages. Uh, the first one being demoralization. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. Why that many years? Because this is the minimum number of years which requires to uh, educate one generation of students in the country of, of, of your enemy exposed to the ideology of the enemy. In other words, Marxism-Leninism ideology is being pumped into the soft heads of, of, of at least three generations of American students without being challenged or counterbalanced by the basic values of Americanism, American patriotism. The result? The result you can see. Most of the people who graduated in the 60s, dropouts or half-baked intellectuals, are now occupying the positions of power in the government, civil service, business, mass media, educational system. You are stuck with them. You cannot get rid of them. They are contaminated. They are programmed to think and react to certain stimuli in a certain pattern. You cannot change their mind. Even if you, if you expose them to authentic information, even if you prove that white is white and black is, uh, is black, you still cannot change the basic perception and the logic of behavior. In other words, these people, uh, uh, the process of demoralization is complete and irreversible. To get rid society of these people, you have you need another 20 or, or, or 15 years to educate a new generation of patriotically minded and, and, and uh, common, common sense people who would be acting in favor and in the interests of, of, the, uh, of the United States society. And yet these people who've been programmed and, as you say, in place and yes. who are favorable to an opening with the Soviet concept, mm -hmm. these are the very people who would be marked for extermination in this country? Most of them, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, simply because the psychological shock, when, when they will see in future what the, what the beautiful society of equality and social justice means in practice, obviously they will revolt. They, 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 will, uh, they, they will be very unhappy, frustrated people. And the Marxist-Leninist regime does not tolerate these people. Uh, they, obviously, they will join the links of dissenters, mm -hmm. dissidents. Right. Uh, 
uh, unlike in present United States, there will be no place for dissent in, in future Marxist-Leninist America. Uh, here you can, you can get uh, popular like uh, Daniel Ellsberg and filthy rich like Jane Fonda for being dissident, for criticizing your Pentagon. In future, these people will be simply squashed like cockroaches. Nobody is going to pay them nothing for their beautiful, noble ideas of equality. This they don't understand, and uh, it will be greatest shock for them, of course. The demoralization process in the United States is basically completed already. Uh, for the last 25 years, actually, it's overfulfilled because uh, demoralization now reaches such areas where previously not even Comrade Andropov and, and all his experts would, would even dream of such a tremendous success. Most of it is done by Americans to Americans thanks to lack of moral standards. As I mentioned before, uh, exposure to true information does not matter anymore. A person who was demoralized is unable to assess true information. The facts tell nothing to him. Uh, even if I shower him with information, with, with authentic proof, with documents, with pictures, even if I take him by force to the Soviet Union and show him concentration camp, he will refuse to believe it until he, he is going to receive a kick in, the, in his fat bottom. When a military boot crashes his balls, then he will understand, but not before that. That's the tragic of the situation of demoralization. So basically, America is stuck with, with demoralization. And unless, even if, if you start right now, here, this minute, you start educating new generation of Americans, it will still take you 15 to 20 years to turn the tide of, uh, of ideological perception of reality uh, back to normal, no, normalcy and, and uh, patriotism. The next stage is destabilization. This time, subverter does not care about your ideas and the patterns of your consumption. Whether you eat junk food and get fat and flabby, doesn't matter anymore. This time, and it takes only from two to five years to destabilize a nation, uh, it's, uh, what, what matters is essentials, economy, foreign relations, defense systems. Uh, and you can see quite clearly that in some areas, uh, in such sensitive areas as, as uh, defense and economy, uh, the uh, influence of Marxist-Leninist ideas in the United States is absolutely fantastic. I, I could never believe it 14 years ago when I landed uh, in this part of the world that the process will go that fast. Uh, the next stage, of course, is crisis. It, it, it may take only up to six weeks to, to bring a country to the verge of crisis. You can see it in, in Central America now. And after crisis, with a violent change of, of power, structure, and economy, you have so-called the period of normalization. It may last indefinitely. Normalization is a cynical expression borrowed from Soviet propaganda. When the Soviet tanks moved into Czechoslovakia in 68, Comrade Brezhnev said, now the situation in brotherly Czechoslovakia is normalized. This is what will happen in the United States if you allow all these schmucks to bring the country to crisis. Man, like, I don't know what that audio sounded to you, man. But it's so profound. And this interview was like 35 years ago. When, when he had this interview. The interview is like an hour, an hour, I think an hour and 20 minutes long or something. 
like everything you say right there like it's basically he he summarized everything that i've been trying to say when it comes to this whole thing that it's all part of the subversion like it's leading us to something that many of us are clueless we're not seeing what's happening like like a frog being cooked you know he's still inside the bowl not realizing that hey you're being cooked man you're being cooked and i'm just sitting here scratching my head like why they why they're doing all this now like why why did why are they not talking about this subject that they nobody wanted to touch on and it's not they're not even trying to prove that what he said was wrong they're bl- they're openly just saying that whatever he said is anti-semitic it's it's hate you mean to tell me me finding out my identity and telling the world is hate are you telling us that the b i e by black identity extremist is real is that what you're telling us the people that it's not a conspiracy anymore but that it's it's actually happening it's it's true what say you guys man we'll we'll see in the coming days where this goes but to me i'm like this news is unmeasurable nick hannon <laughs> of all people so does that mean ice cube is next will ice cube be let go where is ice cube is he gonna say something let me see let me go on his instagram page let me see if uh, ice cube has said anything about this ice cube let me see he hasn't said anything yet let me see nick cannon if he's on uh, i bet you what's gonna start happening they're probably gonna remove him from social media and it's interesting three uh, two days ago he had on his instagram he posted a uh a picture of his keyboard and on the keyboard he has a book from the nation of islam by elijah muhammad the title of the book guess what he says it says message to the black man <laughs> so did he know that was gonna lead to this is that why he's doing all this and his last post was 18 hours ago uh, he said it's a like a, a clip it says just finish a green fundraiser in our community called harlem serves up focused on minority owned businesses and communities and then restaurants 
And I'm reading the comments. Some people are saying, we stand with you. Never apologize for speaking the truth. You're not canceled, boo-boo. You said what needed to be said. Keep preaching, King. You ain't lie one bit, Nick. There's literally centuries of objective data and evidence, including your own experience. Time to say what we used to keep in the circle. <laughs> Here's a, a opposing view. He says, Eminem didn't even have to destroy Nick's career. He did it himself. <laughs> Uh, one another one says brother please don't apologize for your statement they're gonna try to get you too but please don't we still stand with you <laughs> another one says you're pretty privileged yourself <laughs> those are the naysayers but yeah you guys can go on his uh, uh on his page I, I think on his twitter page which is interesting all Nick Cannon is doing on his Twitter page is everybody who's supporting him and saying something about him, uh, was it tagging his name? He's just retweeting them. He's not saying anything. He's just retweeting their, their, their uh, like other people's opinion about him. So that's how he's doing right now. So that's interesting too. So again, since he's an actor, I'm taking everything that he's doing. Uh, you know, I'm just careful. I'm like, uh, you know, I don't really trust you. and I know what you're doing and stuff like that. So are we sure he's, he's genuine about what he, he's doing or it's just another act that the his boss have him do to further the agenda on of B.I.E.? Black identity extremist. So, I think I say enough. <laughs> I've been rambling on for an hour, and I know it's early. Uh, a lot of people are probably at work or sleeping. So, what I'll do is I'm gonna end this stream and just basically leave you guys with a question. I'm like. Is Nick Cannon very genuine or he's doing something that he was told to? So please like, share, and subscribe to the channel. And uh, if you have any opinion about this uh, video, uh, don't be shy to comment on uh, when, it, when it's processed so we can have more further topics. So I hope all the uh, YouTubers, uh, YouTube content will talk about this subject so we can have a, a conversation on this. I know right now, uh, you know, I'm chilling at home and a lot of people are at work. So maybe I started this stream way too early. <laughs> Everybody's hustling out there. So, but I'll come back with another stream. Uh, I'll probably make another, like a small video for focusing on the uh, little article about that, uh, that guy on the, uh, on the plane. Uh, that article about this Christian guy who supposedly was screaming on a plane that he's going to terminate everybody if they don't accept that Jesus is black. So that, that that's an interesting article. So thank you guys for showing up <laughs> and stay tuned for more uh, info. How about that?
Thank you.